0: This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria.
1: Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, how are things in New York on the September day?
2: They're they're good. I mean, fall in New York is wonderful. It's a great time of year to be here. And for some of us, this is a wonderful time of year, and for others, it's difficult. I mean, it depends on so many things. A lot of kids are going back to school and are, are back in school, and that's difficult for people that have lost children and siblings sometimes to see that.
1: Right. So, and for others, uh, they're moving along and moving along towards that hope we're always talking about. And, uh, and things, uh, you know, we want you to hang in there and realize, as we always say, that other people have made it, and so can you. And we'll be talking today to somebody who's really made it, one of our favorite people, right, Heidi?
2: Absolutely. I love having people and guests like this on the show that are, that are further along in their grief grief journey and have found hope after loss, because sometimes early on in our grief, we need to hold on to these kind of people and say, you know what, I'm not there yet, but this is going to be my lifeline, and I know eventually I can get there, and I, I can find hope and joy in my life.
1: Absolutely. Well, Heidi and I have been uh, working on our speaking skills a little bit, and have been with something called Harrison Communications and Quantum Leap, and, and also uh, we've gotten involved with uh, Win- Wendy. Wendy. Lipton Dibner, and Wendy, uh, we, Heidi and I went in and took a public speaking course from her, right, Heidi?
2: We did, and Wendy is a dynamo as far as public speaking goes. She is amazing. She lights up a stage, and her energy is so contagious in a positive way. So we have learned a lot from her, and we're still learning from her.
1: Yeah, and we learned something about Wendy when Wendy did her presentation. Uh, you know, you can get public figures who really don't get real but Wendy does get real and Wendy um told us when we were at the group when we were at her presentation about her wonderful mother Doris dying of lung cancer in 1990 uh 94 and she was only 59 years old and her death underlined the fact that life was too short, and then Wendy vowed to spend her life helping others by providing concrete tools so that they would never have to settle for less than they truly want in business or life. And that's what Wendy's teaching us, and welcome to the show today, Wendy.
3: Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, both of you. I love you guys. I love everything that you do, and I'm so honored to be here with you.
1: Well, we're honored to have you on, and uh, we want to say, Doris, wherever you are, you got an amazing daughter. She probably knew it before, but you've really gone on. Now tell us a little bit about her death and how it changed things for you and, and what you're doing.
3: Oh my gosh, it was huge. Um, my mom was a very vibrant woman who lived her life as we all do in her own unique ways and woke up one morning and discovered that the rug had just been pulled out from under her with a diagnosis of lung cancer. Um, it was very fast. it was oat cell, and she was gone just about a year after diagnosis. so, as you can imagine it was a it was an incredibly difficult year. Anyone who has been through anything like this knows just how hard that is and what i did i 'm an only child, and so our family's very small, and so I just shut down my business, moved back home to be with my mom and and of course. I didn't go home to watch her die. I went home to help her live.
1: Absolutely.
3: Um, And so the battle was on and the two of us fought it head on for as long as we possibly could until finally at the end when there was just nothing else to do but make her comfortable. I just stayed with her. I was with her 24-7 handling all of her care and sleeping on floors in the hospitals and doing the things that we, we do, you know, when we can. And I was very lucky to be able to spend that time with her we were close all my life and and I, I can't even tell you the importance of having the opportunity to share every single minute awake and asleep with her for the last year of her life and to give her just a small piece of what she had given me in my life it was huge
1: Wow, that's wonderful. Well, tell me, do you run into people who have, haven't had this experience and people who you're helping to pull the pieces together? Because I know you have a, a coaching business, too. And uh, what about that?
3: Yeah, you know, one of the one of the things that was really instrumental for me in terms of getting through the process before she died and certainly after was that I was fortunate enough to get involved in this support group that was being managed by my local hospital. And in working with that group, I ended up serving as a leader of the group because I'm a motivational speaker and it comes naturally to me. And what I discovered was that those of us who really had had that opportunity to be a part of the whole process seemed to have um, less regret and a whole lot stronger feeling that we had we had said our goodbyes and we had done the best that we could. And it, and it doesn't, you know, I mean, nothing prepares you for that moment. Nothing. It doesn't matter how much you know that it's coming. Nothing prepares you for it. And so the only thing I think that you can do at that point is look for the support, look for the people who understand and get it. That's why I love what
2: you guys do so much. Yeah. Because you get it.
1: We talk about safe people, don't we, Heidi?
2: Absolutely. Like you're saying, Wendy, looking for those people that will support you and that do understand is so important in the journey. Absolutely. And finding the people that
3: don't say, aren't you over it yet? <laughs>
1: right. You well, you know, Wendy, I, I think the exciting thing for us, and uh, and I bet it is for you too, is one of the things that happens, we have found, when that you've had a loss of somebody very close to you, can often be um, kind of a catalyst for you because you tend to lose fear. And given the right circumstances, folks out there, when you're ready, it may not be now, but that's one of the things that happens down the road. You know, you're like, okay, the worst thing has happened. Now let's see what I can do with it. It's so
3: fascinating that you say that. You know, it's, it was probably 30 minutes, not even, Um, after the the funeral home had left our house to take her. And I I remember standing in the middle of the driveway and watching them drive away, and I noticed that there was something different in me, and I didn't know what it was because I was too busy crying. Um, And it suddenly hit me that night. I wasn't afraid anymore. Mm. Um, You know, and I had carried a fear with me all my life because she was the only person in my life that I had because it was just the two of us that I was constantly afraid that something would happen to her. And when that, when that was no longer an issue, a piece of the fear that I had carried for 35 years was gone. And it was a very strange experience.
1: And so what did you do with it? Did it change your life? And and how did you go?
3: Totally. Um, The, what, Where that one fear was gone, now a new fear took its place. And the new fear was that I would not have enough time in my life to make the impact that I had always wanted to make. And so while I had had a very successful um, business going around the world, speaking on audiences to everywhere, I mean, public speaker, on platforms, speaking to hundreds of thousands of people, suddenly that didn't seem enough me. suddenly I needed to move into hurry up mode and make sure that everyone understood what we never got you know we all take it for granted that mm-hmm. you know it's just we have plenty of time to do all of the things that we want to do and we have a lot of some days on our lists you know well, I'll get to that Sunday and it's and it's suddenly watching my mom, lose all of the dreams that she had never achieved because she would just put things off all the time, made me absolutely vow that I would never, ever take a moment out of my life where I wasn't doing something that I wanted to do. So I started to look at what are all of the the things that my clients were missing in life and and went out and started to make sure that everybody made the impact that they wanted to make in the world. And it was no longer just about me. It was about all of them. My whole world shifted as a result of seeing my mom lose the chance that she could have had. It was extraordinary.
1: Okay, now I'm out in the audience right now. I'm listening. I'm identifying with this. I'm saying yes. I feel, I'm feeling the same way. How do I take the first step? What do you suggest? What have you got? Oh, I love that. You know, what are you doing?
3: Yeah, I love that question. So so the first step is to look at what can you give the world? What do you know? What experience have you had that you could share with others that would help them just get a teeny bit further in their journey? There are things that you know today that you didn't know a year ago and there are people who are now following behind you who haven't yet accomplished what you've accomplished. Even if you're 24 hours just having lost someone you love, you, that 24 hours that you just spent is the 24 hours that someone else hasn't gotten through yet. And if there's a way that you can somehow share with others the journey that you've taken and how you've survived it and maybe even are thriving as a result, that is such a huge, huge gift that you can give to the world. There is no piece of experience that won't bring value to someone somewhere, and you've just got to get it out.
1: You know, I, I think that's what occurs to me is the Internet. Uh, do you think about that, Heidi, and, and the forums and all that?
2: Yes, and I love what, what Wendy's saying in general. But she's saying not only was she, did she decide how to, she was going to live her best life and take care of herself, but then she translated that outward and started helping other people living their best life.
3: So and being yeah. of service. Yeah, that's really huge. Heidi. I mean, you know, I think we all are told at some point—at least I hope we're all told—you know—that the people that loved us most would want us to live our lives and thrive. I remember before my mom got really, really, really sick, I I said to her, "I don't want to live in a world without you in it." And I remember that moment because I meant it. And she got very angry. And she said, oh, no, wait a minute. You know, you have to live the life that I couldn't live. You have to go on. I mean, or else why did I do all of this? And I think we all have someone who will say, you know, they would have wanted you to be happy. They would have wanted you to marry again. They would have wanted you to X, Y, or Z. But here's the piece that, that they don't tell us, which is, when they die, they've now lost their opportunity to make the difference they might have made in the world. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that when we really, really, really love someone, how cool is it if we can also say, okay, you know what, Mom? I'll make the difference that I would have made and the difference you would have made.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It, it's, I think it's the best gift I can give to her memory.
1: I love it. Uh, kind of on the shoulders of them. Wonderful. Well, what do you think the major roadblocks? Here I am out here, and, and uh, hi, all of you out there, and we're not exactly sure what the roadblocks are, so maybe we can pull some, some ideas from Wendy about what's going on for you guys out there. Roadblocks for what? Roadblocks stopping people from doing what you're saying, achieving. Yes, living
2: their best life and, yep. and inspiring others to do so, and, and living not only for themselves, but the, for those that they've loved and lost.
3: You know, I, I love that, because because the simple truth is that I think there are only three categories, and so maybe if we put it into categories, that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, as you guys know, you know, I'm all about my action formula, right? So, mm-hmm. so the metaphor is that there are roadblocks that keep us from getting where we want to go quickly, and there are only three. One is desire, the the understanding that there's something we want that is so important to us that we would move heaven and earth to make it happen. For me, that something was making an enormous impact on people's lives and making it happen while I was still young enough and vibrant enough to put it out there. Um, So each of you has to find that one thing that that will get you out of bed in the morning and, and then the next thing that takes it even further to where you will find a platform whether that platform is to comment on someone's blog or to create a video that that will help other people or to go out to your local library and have support groups or even to do the kinds of things that, that you know Heidi and Gloria are doing, get out there in the world and really speak and make it happen. But whatever it is, even if you want to write a book or an article, to get that experience out there, you've got to have some kind of desire that of you to do the things that sometimes are hard and scary and then the second category is resources. You've got to know how to get your message out there that's why I started teaching the Move People to Action course and, and it, in fact in just a week on September 28th I'm teaching a course on how to put your message out there through video so people will actually listen to you and, and mm-hmm. take action because that's my way of giving back. So what's your way how can you make it happen that's the resource and then the third piece is what I call permission that place inside your head that tells you you're just not good enough to do this and why would anybody listen to you and and you've got to know you've got to know that whatever you've got inside you is going to help someone and it's very very important that you let that wonderful worthiness out
1: Mm, I love all that. That's fabulous, Wendy. Now, I think uh, a good place for folks to start would be to get your book.
3: Oh, okay. Perfect. Yes, because that teaches the formula.
1: Right. So, Um, get um, Shatter Your Speed Limits and tell them how to get it.
3: um, You can go to ShatterYourSpeedLimits.com or you can also get it on Amazon. And in fact, if you go to Shatter Your Speed Limits, that's plural, ShatterYourSpeedLimits.com slash worksheet, W-O-R-K-S-H-E-E-T, you can download a free copy of um, an action formula planning sheet that will help you to start thinking through these questions we talked about today.
1: Absolutely. And tell them how to get to your website.
3: That's ShatterYourSpeedLimits.com.
1: Okay. You know, I want to say to everyone out there that I've been, you know, presenting for many years, and and Heidi has too, and I, you know, we've done the radio show, and uh, Wendy's kind of rocking our world, isn't she, Heidi?
2: She's what? I'm sorry. She's She's rocking our our world. world. She is, and one of the, the messages that I love about Wendy is, you know, when you've had somebody die, when I had Scott die, my brother, and for us, those of us that have had a loss, you feel so disempowered You feel like something's been done to you. And this is such a model of empowerment, of getting your energy back, of moving yourself to action, of moving you out of that helpless and hopeless place into a place of hope and joy again. So I really love her model, and I think it so applies to all of those out there who are grieving and don't know how they are going to thrive again.
1: And for folks that that can get there, your workshop, Wendy, when are you doing it and where?
2: Yeah, September 28th is
3: Elite Video Mastery, that's the course that will help you get your message heard through video. And you can learn more about that at EliteVideoMastery.com. That's happening in just a week though. Um, or in January, there will be another Move People to Action live event. You can learn more about that at MovePeopleToAction.com.
1: And where will that be? Uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we'll go to our site and see because uh, we, it, they're more fun, and you'll meet more fun people if you do that. And if you have the time and uh, energy to get out of, you know, uh, your uh, rut basically, or, or move on, or move yourself to action, it's it's a fun event and it's a wonderful time. And Wendy's so dynamic. You're great, Wendy. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, you guys! Thank are
3: you, awesome. Wendy. Thank you so much
2: for having me. I love you both.
1: Well, Heidi, wasn't it wasn't great to have Wendy on again.
2: She is, she is really wonderful. And, you know, you learn so much about yourself. Not only are you energized with your message, but you learn so much about yourself. And Wendy really lives her best life and does inspire others to do so. And I know her mother, Doris, is so proud of all that she's doing to change the world.
1: Absolutely. And move us all to action. So move yourself to action and get a hold of her book and, and start thinking about some things that you might want to do for yourself. Thanks for listening to the show today. and We ask you to visit us on Facebook. And also, please tell your friends about Open to Hope, the website, the radio shows. Uh, visit, as I said, visit us on Facebook. Because remember, t- together we can change the world. Thank you for listening.
0: You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio,